Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours. Thanks for tuning in here this morning as we talk sports with you. BMW of Des Moines guest list. We're going to start with our buddy Bama Bob. And what we're going to do with Bama Bob is Trent, Bama, and I are going to take a stab at uh, trying to find a team that... Uh, Decent. I mean, you can't bet Ohio. Well, you could, but would you, Trent? Maybe. <laughs> it does seem like a free square. But my point being is, they're such an overwhelming favorite. I never beg. I never like to bet a lot to make a little. Mm-hmm. That goes against one of my fundamental do not dos when it comes to betting on either horses or on sports. Um, so I won't do it. So what we're, we're going to try and do is find a. I'll use the horse analysis, a dark horse candidate in each of the Power Five conferences, and then maybe one that we wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. Uh, We'll do that about 10.30 or thereabouts with Bama Bob. At 11.05, David Eichholz going to join us, get the latest on the Hawks. We'll pick his brain on, on Keegan Murray, of course, on the basketball media availability the other day. And get do some football stuff with David Eicholt, and then Brian Walton's going to join us because, well, the, look at it's it's the, in the Central Division of the National League. It's all about the Cardinals and the Brewers. These two are head and shoulders above any of the three other also rans Pirates, Cubs, and Reds. They'll settle it amongst themselves, and these series have been fun. So we'll recap what we've seen and maybe get a little bit of a preview as they play this afternoon uh, with uh, Brian Walton before we get Trent's play of the day. It is the fiftieth anniversary of. Title IX, uh, certainly a, um, a decision that may, has made a massive impact. And it's 50 years um, ago, obviously, that it happened. But it does it seem to you like it's taken... Look, some things have obviously put in place, but the momentum behind women's sports continues mm-hmm. to build, and it's been 50... And in particular, women's basketball... Um, it, is, it continues to grow in popularity. But um, 50 years ago, that decision was made. Of course, the state of Iowa had a massive, massive role in it. Yeah, and Iowa remains the only, on the girls' side, the only high school yes. high school level where they have their own union. Mm-hmm. They have the Boys Association and the Girls' Union. And I, I've said it many times before, I love what the Girls' Union does. I think they do an incredible job of putting on their state tournaments. And yep. and frankly, do better than the boys. <laughs> Now, you've never said that before. Yeah. Is that right? Well, I've kind of tiptoed around uh-huh, it. I'll just say it. Uh-huh. I think they do a better job than the Boys Association yeah. does. And we laugh at times about the boys in Boone and some of the things that they have done in the past. But the Girls Union just do an incredible job what they do, the importance they make it. I always, every year at the state basketball tournament, which is probably their crown jewel, uh-huh. I, I would say, of everything. But I've done volleyball. I've done soccer. I've done uh, I've done volleyball. I've done a bunch of these sports. But it's always so cool at the state basketball tournament and the pomp and circumstance that they put around it. And it's not just the guys that are sweeping the floors and they have uh-huh. the music going and things like that, but being able to be back in the press area and, and hearing people from the union, hearing Gene Berger, get the girls pumped up to be able to play mm-hmm. on that hardwood and just the excitement level and, and what it looks like back there. They make it such a big deal and they do an incredible job with that. So 50 years, it's wild to think about, but you're exactly right. I mean, you look at, 
women's basketball. You look at the NCAA tournament, the numbers mm-hmm. that they continue to put out on the television side, the arenas that they're selling out for the Final Four, and on and on and on. Yes, it's not the men's game. No. That, that's different. Right. But it's still great. And we've been really lucky in our state, too. Oh, geez. Having the success of Iowa State and Iowa throughout the years. Man, how about this coming year? And you got Caitlin Clark and company, and, and yeah. the buzz that's going to be there for the Iowa side and the yeah. Iowa State side. Yeah. We've been really, really lucky in our state, and our state's embraced it, too. Mm-hmm. Two it, great coaches. Yes. Uh, great, terrific coaches. Fenley's been there, for God's sakes, over 20, I don't know, he's got to be approaching 30 years, for yeah. God's sakes. And Lisa Bluter began at Drake and then moved over to Iowa City uh, doing a great job. Did you uh, see the other day, speaking of Coach Bluter, she offered Chad Greenway's daughter. Is that right? Who just completed her eighth grade year up in Minnesota, one of the mm-hmm. top programs up there. Uh, she already has 1,000 career points at the varsity level. Oh, my gosh. As a 7th and 8th grader, she played varsity basketball, yeah. finished second in Holy the state macro. in their league her 7th grade year, and she was a leading scorer, I believe, this year in her 8th grade season. Hasn't even played a freshman campaign. <laughs> Artie's got an offer from Iowa. She got a Minnesota offer. Uh, there was a an article about it. I think it was a couple months back at Gopher Hole, one of the Minnesota websites. Mm-hmm. She said, well, I'm really li- waiting for an Iowa offer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Green, Greenway even sticking it to the Gophers up there. I love that, even as an eighth awesome. grader. <laughs> uh, that, that's awesome. Well, uh, that offer has now come her way, so it sounds as though there's a pretty good chance uh, that she'll be spending oh, four or five years, whatever it will be uh, for her uh, in Iowa City. Uh, so coming up, we will uh, get, that's the program, that's the guest list, the BMW Des Moines guest list, but had to start uh, with the uh, with the anniversary of Title IX being passed and the impact uh, that it has had. We'll get into the hockey from last night, sir. Certainly a controversial ending, without a doubt, um, as the Lanch are now one win away from skating around with Lord Stanley's Cup, the greatest trophy in sports. Tom would like to opine, and we're welcome to have him. Hello, Tom. What's on your mind this morning? Well, I just want to jump in on the conversation with, uh, you know, comparing the Girls Union and the Boys Association. I think what, what gets lost in the shuffle is that the boys just simply refuse to change with the times. Uh, the leadership by Tom Keating is is so far below what Gene Berger provides for the girls' union. It, it, it's pitiful the way the way the boys are run. They're using the same model that Bernie Sagal used in the '60s and '70s, mm-hmm. and they refuse to change. Wow. And it would be great for the state of Iowa and high school sports if Gene Berger ran them both, because she's a visionary, mm-hmm. she's a leader, and I don't see any of that on the boys' side. You have a guy with a parochial school background that has no no background with public schools hmm. leading the association. And I think that, that simply is, is, is a bad recipe for uh, the growth of our boys' sports in the state of Iowa. Tom, thanks for the call, and thanks for sharing your opinion. I appreciate it. I think yeah. women should run a whole lot more stuff. <laughs> in fact, there should be politics. Yeah. Let, let the ladies decide. Yeah, we've, we've kind of messed it up here on the guy's oh, side. Oh, my gosh, isn't that the truth? Let's women should be have run way more things. Uh, but um, I'm glad you brought that up, Trent. That's just the... Uh, um, you know, the way the way it is different here in the state of Iowa with these two associations. You know, the biggest thing that I have, and people might ask, well, why? Why do you think the girls' union is run better? Mine is pretty much all strictly. It's not the politics side of things. It's not, you know, some of the things that you hear when you're talking about high school athletics. For me, my biggest thing is the way they conduct their state tournaments and mm-hmm. the way they work to get the eight best teams to the state tournament. It doesn't talk, matter if we're talking about volleyball or softball or basketball. You want to get your eight best teams there. And they do that. They have their own ranking system. They put out their rankings, and that is then how they seed teams. And you know what? If you have a regional final and it's Pleasant Valley, 
against Waukee, so be it. And you got to travel. Mm-hmm. Yes, that means more money coming out of the pocket of the girls' union. But ultimately, that's what they're striving to do. Where the boys' side, and I've been told by many people there at the association, they're not thinking of it about getting the eight best teams. They want it to be a state tournament. They want people from all over the state to get there. I understand the reasoning. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's the best for the sport. I want to see the eight no, best teams there. And on the court, on the field, that's what the girls' union, I think, does a significantly better job. So what you're saying, if regardless if there isn't a team that uh, that belongs from the northwest uh, yep. corner of the state, they don't deserve to be there. They shouldn't Absolutely. be there. Interesting. Didn't know that. You're obviously uh, into high school sports way more than I am. So you were along those lines. You were Principal Park last night. Oh, man. What you a venue. Rush Nigget. You saw Southeast Polk and Dowling. Did you at least call a good game? I'm not you personally. Did you see a good game? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll let the listeners know exactly how good it was. But, yeah, fun one. Southeast Polk bounced back. Got the second game of the doubleheader. Wind was blowing in early. A couple of hard-hit balls that were knocked down by the wind. But Southeast Polk continues to pile up big victories. They got two now against Johnston this year. They get one against Dowling last night at Principal Park, but more than anything... They weren't ranked, were they, Southeast Pole? No, they were receiving votes in the last one. They're 15 and 13, but that shows you also the depth of the Mm -hmm. schedule that they played. Everybody in the CIML plays. I mean, you look up and down. Johnston took their third loss of the season last night, but the grind that you have to do. Dowling playing seven games in five days and doing it against CIML competition. Mm -hmm. They have used, now, last night, they used two more guys. They've used 18 different pitchers this year at the varsity level, uh, in a really cool moment at the end of the game last night, uh, Derek Schneider, senior, hadn't pitched varsity this year, comes in there late in the game, gets three outs, gets him out of the inning, and and a guy that got to make his varsity South debut. Polk, right? No, from Dowling. From Dowling, okay. Came in as they were yep. down 7-2 at the point, but uh, gotcha. just the excitement of seeing a senior go out there. He kind of looked like Tim Lincecum, had the <laughs> really? long hair. He's kind of falling off the hair, yeah. all arms and legs out there. But seeing the excitement, even as the team's down 7-2, to have a senior get his opportunity mm-hmm. and do it at Principal Park was really cool. How many people there? Oh, a couple hundred. That's yeah. good. Yeah, and just open up the doors, let them in, yeah. walk on in there, and, and watch some baseball. A fun night. That's the end of the regular season schedule at Principal Park. And it'll be, of course, Carroll for 1A and 2A for the state tournament this year, 3A and 4A over in Iowa City. What are, you, are you done for the week now? Uh, yeah. Finish up for the week. Be back at it next week on Monday and Wednesday. I got two top teams I haven't seen yet. Waukee High, have not seen them. I've seen Waukee Northwest and also Urbandale. So those two teams, got to get them on the slate hopefully in the next week or two. See those teams. And then I basically touched everybody here around central Iowa, all the suburban schools that are at the highest level. So going to be a fun run. And before we know it, it'll be sub-state time and then to the state tournament. Indeed. And then you'll be on vacation. Then I'll be on vacation. Then you'll be on vacation. Then you got to carry things. You ready? I, I believe I am. Well, you got a few reps over the years. Yeah, I think I you'll have. be okay. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll let the audience decide that one right. as well. All right. So let's get into last night. Game number, uh, uh, game four of the Stanley Cup playoffs last night. 2-1. Uh, Colorado had the lead in the series. Tampa came out just crazy start. Um, minute into, minute into the hockey game, they put one past R.C. Kemper. Controversy ruled. When the when a goalie loses his mask, you are to blow the play dead. Mm-hmm. Safety, right? Sure. Unless there is a clear pathway to the net, an immediate opportunity for whoever the puck, whoever has the puck to score. And this is right in front of the net. He's a foot and a half away from the from the goal line with, with an empty net staring him in the face and the puck on his stick. He's going to score every time, right? But they, so they let the play go, and everybody went ballistic because they thought the rule, and 99 out of 100 times the rule is when a goalie loses his mask, you blow the play dead. 
But one of the little uh, aspects of that rule is just what I laid out. If they, if they, if there is an opportunity to score instantly, you let the play go. They let the play go. But then they get to overtime, and here's where. Boy, if you're a Tampa fan, you certainly can, I can understand why they're a little hot under the collar. So you have to be within five feet of your bench when you're coming. Say you're coming off the ice, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're coming off the ice, and I'm going to replace you on. I'm going to replace you on the ice. I have to wait, Trent, until you're five feet away from the boards. Okay. Before I can jump on the ice. Mm-hmm. So you're leaving the ice. I see you're leaving the ice, but you're 42 feet away, and I get on and play. <laughs> And the puck ends up on my stick, and I beat two defensemen and score. That's too many men on the ice. But it's the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's the final. It's overtime. If you've ever watched hockey in the Stanley, they don't officiate like they would a game in November. (laughs) Right? right? In November, if I'm 42 feet away from the boards and I'm coming on the ice, that's too many men on the ice all day long. I get it. A rule is a rule. You should enforce a rule. But that never happens. It never happens. And, of course, Kadri, who was just playing his first game after he got hurt by Evander Kane uh, in uh, the conference final, uh, gets on the ice, scores the game winner, and now Colorado has a commanding 3-1 to lead. But the thing is, Trent, this is how even this series has went, been. Both teams have a blowout win. Mm-hmm. The other two games both went to overtime, and Colorado's got them both. So 3-1 is the series. Do you give Tampa... What kind of price would it take? How about that? For Tampa to win three straight and come back and win it. What would you well, if would is... be willing to put a hundred bucks on, say? Well, on what, Tampa? what is the price I wonder to win it? I'll look at that. If I gave um, you four to one. No, I'd have to get I'd have to get north of five. But if there is a team, I mean this is Tampa. This is the one. But they're starting They've played more games. They've they've won the Stanley Cup the last two years. So to do in a that, condensed schedule with more precisely, ga- yeah. they've played a lot of hockey, and they're older than Colorado, and the injuries are starting to mount up. There's no, I, I, I I'm not sure there is a price. I just don't think I, I don't think they can do it. Plus eight twenty five yeah. currently at circa. That's juicy. <laughs> <laughs> now, what would make more sense is. To probably parlay those three th- together, make yourself mm-hmm. your own parlay. So if you're going to put a hundred bucks on it, instead of betting that at plus eight twenty five, you bet game five, mm-hmm. you bet game six, mm-hmm. you bet game seven, and you take that hundred dollars because what you get minus money, plus money in the first game, you're up to say three hundred dollars, and then you take that three hundred dollars, you put it in game six, even if it's even. And back at Tampa, yeah. So now, okay, you're up to six hundred dollars, and you're going into game seven, getting more plus money, and all of a sudden you probably make thirteen, fourteen hundred. As opposed to making eight twenty five, that's. But it's just not as fun, right? No. The, to have that future ticket just sitting there and waiting there. You're such a future player. You know you're leaving money on the table, especially mm-hmm. when it gets to a spot like this. But that's the way to actually make the most of your money. You know, we we spotlighted this uh, this parlay on on the te- television oh, show on MediaCom. I love this bet. I mean, it's 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 kind of lottery, but it's. I mean, you could make the case. So there was a better at FanDuel. I have no idea, man or woman, that bet four t- four respective teams to win their championship. So the four teams that this lucky person put together, and he bet $10. He or she bet $10. Hmm, sounds like somebody I know. Right? <laughs> He's going to make his picks at about 10, 10 minutes before noon. <laughs> uh-huh. So he bet $10, and he needed all of these to win their championship in order for him to cash his ticket. He had the Georgia Bulldogs to win college football's championship. Uh-huh. He had the Los Angeles Rams to win the Super Bowl. He's two for two. He had the Kansas Jayhawks to cut down the nets. He's three for three. 
and then needed Golden State to win the NBA championship. Would you have hedged at any point? Oh, the hedging opportunity. <laughs> so FanDuel offered this winner after the hay was in the barn for Georgia Rams and the Jayhawks. Mm-hmm. It was just under $8,000 they were offering at that point. At that point. And he stood to win 17000 if Golden State won the NBA championship. So that's back in April. That's before the playoffs began. I mean, we had our questions about the Warriors coming mm-hmm. into the playoffs. I, certainly, I think I would have taken I think that. I would have, too. We thought Phoenix, Phoenix was a behemoth. Right. We started to fall in love with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I liked Memphis. Absolutely. I think... Yes, I would have taken that $8,000 mm-hmm. and walked away and then said, oh, what could have been? Oh, my gosh. You know, and this is, um, see, I had a, I have a decent one. I mean, dead. I had Gonzaga mm-hmm. uh, to the Lanch. Uh, oh, pretty, pretty, right. pretty good price. Um, what did, do you remember I offhand what it was? I don't remember offhand, but I know I made a significant play. I mean, for me, 40 bucks probably. Yeah. Um, but what, 30, 40 to 1, yeah, something like that? Yeah, it was 28, 30 to 1. Yeah. That rings a bell. But these are the way, if you're just getting into it, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to bet just individual games. You know, you can put, uh, if you think you've got it figured out, who's going to win. You like Alabama this year? Yep. Uh, you, you, you like the, the Los Angeles Chargers this year? I do. Um, you know, put them together. And if they if you do hit lightning in a bottle, <laughs> that person... $10 got back $17,000 and change. All right, real quick on baseball. Twins, Trent, that was brutal oh loss. My. So I brutal had it on loss. in the booth last night, and every time I looked over, the Twins were doing something good. Yes. And every time I turned away, they were doing something bad. The bullpen has been a problem all year long, mm-hmm. and it really exapper- it went to a different level last night with Pagan, who they got in the Rogers trade. I think it would be they had him oh, in the geez. back end along with Duran instead. Now, Duran's your ninth inning guy, your closer. and mm-hmm. Did Duran even pitch last night? Uh, he pitched the night before, so I he might have been he off. he did. Yeah. He might have been off last night. But what can you do? This Cleveland team, I've been saying for a few weeks, mm-hmm. there's just something about them. And the closer that you identify, yeah. Class A, he's is, really good. Isn't he good? Oh, my gosh. 100-mile-an-hour cutter? Uh-huh. That's, that's nasty. Good luck. That's nasty. You know what I'm starting to see and, and hear when it comes to the Twins uh, as a potential? Because you, you, they're going to be buyers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they should be. They should be. Is there a, is, is there um, a position you would like to upgrade? I mean, obviously you need more bullpen help. Yeah. Um, I'm catcher. And you know who the name is? Oh, Wilson Contreras. Yes, it is. A little There's starting guy. to be a little Wilson Contreras buzz to the Twins. When I heard that for the first time, I thought, you know what? Uh-huh. This makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense, and the Twins have a very solid farm system. Uh-huh. They have pieces, absolutely, that would trade away. I don't know if they'd be involved, but... More than likely, they're not going to have Correa next season, who got off Probably to a great not. start. Yeah. So there's $35 million. Well, he homered in the first inning yesterday. They're not going to go out and get Aaron Judge or somebody no. like that, but no. you get Contreras, it works well. And neither well. the Cubs, by the way, going to get Aaron Judge. You don't think so? And, I mean, yeah, I know Cappy wants. Yeah. I hope Cappy's right. Good for business. That's yes. absolutely what we want to see. Aaron Judge. Yeah. But yeah, Contreras, a guy that solid. If he comes in, part mm-hmm. of the clubhouse, everybody likes Good him, that kind of thing. numbers. And you give him a, a five-year, $130 million contract, something like mm-hmm. that. Sure, absolutely. I think that would make sense from a Twins perspective. Jeffers, he has become much better defensively, but he's not the offensive Trent's guy that people 200. Thought. Well, anymore in baseball. You know what the uh, batting average for Major League Baseball catchers is right now? I don't know. 212. Is it really that yeah, bad? It's that bad. Holy mackerel! I had no idea it's that bad. Jeffers could get just, so. So Jeffers is average. Yeah, that's it's basically a tad below. A tad below average. 
That's what baseball has turned into and morphed hmm. into. But he has been certainly a disappointment. Arise, watching him bat, yeah. is great. Yeah. The infield is solid. You know, Urshela is what he is. Mm-hmm. Pretty good glove. Got a little pop, but that's all. I think he homered last night, too. You just need bullpen help more than anything. You need a lot more in the bullpen if they're going to have any shot at all. Cleveland keeps coming. The White Sox... They want these teams Boy, to beat up Boy, the White on Sox almost came back and beat the Jays yesterday yeah, afternoon. That. that was frightening. Oh my God, I was it was I was not a good place at that time. Cubs got one last night. They did. They they beat up on the the Pirates, so the Pirates didn't get this. Are they? Do they play today? Is it a four gamer? I think it is. They uh, play. Today, yeah, eleven thirty five. Getaway day. Uh, the the uh, Brewers and the Cardinals have been a fun fun series to watch so far. We're going to talk to Brian Walton about that. We're going to talk a lot of Cardinals baseball here in the in the weeks ahead because yeah. they are not going anywhere. We are. We're going to go to the thousand dollar home run. If you go to kxno.com right now, you will see a pop up box, and when you see it, enter the keyword Bills. Bills at KXNO.com. That is your chance to win $1,000. Bills at KXNO.com. So what we're going to do when we come back, Bama Bob, Trent, and I, we're going to talk about the Power 5 conferences, a team that's got a decent price or maybe you'll fall in the grenade and take the short price with Ohio State, um, who we would bet and who we absolutely don't think is a money burner who we don't like, who we like in the Power Five conferences. We'll do that with Bama next. Miller and Condon underway on Thursdays. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. For details. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. As mentioned, coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, David Eicholt uh, on Iowa. Uh, and then uh, Brian Walton will uh, recap the first three games of what's been a really fun series, the Brewers and the Cardinals in preview, uh, the getaway game coming up this afternoon uh, in Milwaukee. If you missed it before we went to break, the keyword in the 10 o'clock hour is Bills. Bills, the keyword at KXNO.com, your chance to win. Well, as we mentioned, going to get Bama Bob in here. His final June appearance as we wrap up more uh, Bama Bob, which is good. That means we're getting uh, closer to college football, which we are. We thought we'd take a look at the uh, the five power conferences. Circa has put odds out to win the conference for each one of the respective schools. One that you may take a stab at, one that we wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. Bama, how are you? I'm doing great, Kenny. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing pretty well. Hoping for a hockey game on Sunday night. I know Trent is. Yes. He's got the Avs in six. Um, but boy, oh boy. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. That's a. I mean, that that team is so good. They are so skilled and they're so young. And man, Kale McCarr is good. Isn't he something? Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, he's being I mentioned mean, in rarefied defenseman air uh when they talk yeah. about him and bobby Orr, i mean let's tap yeah. the brakes a little bit but i can kind of see why because my I'd gosh go Nick he's Lister, maybe before yeah. i went bobby Orr, but you know i mean he's in I mean, he's in the conversation oh my god he and he's 23 open, years he's a, old he's a, he's a i mean he's a 12 year you know pain in the you know what nor, you know five norris winners whatever you want to look at yeah. you know, if he stays healthy no that wasn't his only norris that he won uh, the one he captured what uh, a tuesday night well let's get tuesday into night, it yeah. boys shall we we're going to start with your favorite conference fella no 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 the no. acc i can't break you of this alphabetical garbage <laughs> come on kenny oh my uh, we you know you know we, the audience in des moines what they love is <laughs> acc football but what they do love is betting on football well, that's Trent, true. And, you, yeah. and we can do on this so 
what we're going to do uh, is Circus put out their odds for every team to win a conference championship game. A team that we might take a stab at, a team that we wouldn't touch uh, with either of your guys' money. And you can't say Duke or you can't say, you know, a Rutgers or a Vanderbilt. You can't. That's right. Uh, legitimate. So, Trent, we'll start with you. Let's do teams we may take a stab at in the ACC, where Clemson is plus a buck forty to win it all. Trent, do you have one? Uh, the one that kind of jumps out to me, if you're looking a little bit deeper, and you know, at this point, we always like to look at value. Favorites mm-hmm. are just not very fun, and you're what, holding your money for six months, waiting for that ticket to finally cash, if you're going with one of those favorites. And I'm looking at North Carolina. Of course, Sam Howell departs. Still a lot of talent coming back on that squad. How many times do we see the post-hype kind of bounce back year from a squad. And because of that, that's where I'm zeroing in with North Carolina. They're the fifth betting choice right now at Circa, plus 880. So looking a little bit deeper down the board, it would be North Carolina for me. All right, not a bad one. How about you, Bama? Who in the ACC uh, might you take a stab at? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to look at two of them, Ken. I you know NC State for me. They're bringing everybody back on defense, mm-hmm. and I know they're going to have to be Clemson to get to the game. Um, you know, like they you know, and I don't know that Clemson is going to go two years in a row without reaching the championship game. You know, as they yeah. did last year. But I, that you know, plus eight twenty five. I mean, that's that, everything I've read, and it's so hard now with the transfer portal to know really who's got what. Um, uh, unless you really, really dive into it uh, deep, and you re- really probably won't know until uh, after spring ball. But I would look at NC State at plus eight twenty five, and if you really want to go deep, Virginia Tech at plus six thousand down there. I mean, that's mm. to me sixty to one. Mm-hmm. I mean that that division is just there's such a mess in that division, and you know they do have to go to North Carolina. Uh, they get Miami at home. You know, it, it's it's kind of a manageable schedule. Georgia Tech, Duke, uh, Virginia at the end. I mean, I don't know. Can if you really wanted to put, you know, a true long shot, you know, sixty to one for the Hokies. I don't know. I'd I'd, I'd look at that. The team I'd stay away from. I'm. No way I'm putting money on Pitt without Kenny Pickett. Yeah, you were preaching the choir there. And just to your NC State point, Bama, Trent and I have talked about this, or, or your Virginia Tech try, point. Um, ESPN moved Oklahoma and Iowa State off of a Thursday night game and replaced it with Virginia Tech and NC State. So I don't know if they were yeah. looking for a more sexy game, so maybe do people do agree. Uh, my, my team that I would take a, my, may take a stab at is, is the Hurricanes. I really like this quarterback, fellas, Tyler Van Dyke, who came in after Derek King got hurt. Um, he's just a sophomore this year, redshirt freshman last year, threw a ton of passes, got some experience. I think he's, he threw 25 touchdown passes. He's a big kid, so I might take a stab at them. As far as my stay away, I'm with you, Bama. I'm not touching Pitt. No Kenny Pickett. The Bolitnikoff yep. winners, uh, he's getting his mail in, uh, well, some part of Los Angeles right now as he's at USC. So I'll stay away from Pitt. Who are you staying away from, Trent? Staying away from Clemson. I think they're going to be good, but mm-hmm. At that price? At that price. They are plus 140. I just don't see enough value there. Ultimately, I think Clemson's going to win it. When we make our picks, I will pick Clemson. But at that price, I just think there's still too much uncertainty. And the U, how many times have we talked about this, Bama, throughout the years? Is the U finally (laughs) coming? Is the U going to be back? Yeah. I mean, it's it's so tough, and you know, new coach with Chris Ball down there. I think he, I think he'll do better than than any of the last. I don't know, however many you know, name <laughs> yeah, of coaches right. that they've had down there, Diaz and whoever else down there. I, I think he he's the kind of coach. It's not sexy, um, but I think he'll kind of get them back to playing big physical football. And there is, we all know, guys, there is so much talent, not mm-hmm. just in Florida, 
but in Miami. Yep. If he can get that talent to stay home, uh, they could be good, but I don't think it's this year. All right, let's go to the Big Ten, Trent, where Ohio State minus money. They're overwhelming favorite. They are the biggest favorite uh, to win their respective conference. Minus 210 on the Buckeyes. Trent, if you had to, and we talked about this one yesterday. I'm guessing mm-hmm. we're going to end up on the same team. But if you if you had to take somebody to knock off Ohio State, and if you're price shopping, who would it be for you, TC? Again, moving away from the favorite here, because ultimately it's Ohio State. It's Ohio State, and I think the gap between them and everybody else is significant. Not only that, the payback that they're going to get against Michigan, having that in Columbus, I think just everything is pointing to the Buckeyes. And who is the team in the West? We both identified Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We like the Gophers, uh, what they have coming back this season. they got to rebuild the offensive line. That's a bit of a concern, certainly. With the exception of the center. Right, yeah. but uh, those big tackles yeah. that they had, their ability to run the football, it was behind that offensive line that they built and they grew with mm-hmm. over four years, and now four of those guys are gone. So because of that, still it's the Gophers for me. We'll see new offensive coordinator Kirk Soraka coming back after having that glorious year a couple of years ago. They're 30-1. to there's no way they're beating the Buckeyes in a Big Ten championship game, but at thirty to one, if they get there, I can hedge out of it yes. and I can make myself a profit. So it's the Gophers that is the price I like. I'm on the same team as uh, my partner here, Bama Bob. Who are you going to take? I'm going to take the uh, the Badgers. I just think you know, year in and year out, they're just they're always there in the West. I mean, and I'm with you on Ohio State. It's just too expensive. I mean, you know, look, you can if you wanted to throw a lot of money at it and make a profit, but at minus two ten, it's just it's too much for me. Um, I, listen, you got to get there. If you get there, you got a shot. I mean, you never know. I mean, hopefully we're overall the whole COVID thing and all that kind of thing, you know, about guys not playing. But um, if you get in the game, you just you never know. So it's always Wisconsin in the West. Um, the teams I'm staying away from, Michigan, I don't mm-hmm. trust them. I agree. You know, they bit me a little bit last year uh, and, you know, had a good year. But you're right. I think Ohio State is going to absolutely pummel them. Um, and I'm staying away from Penn State. I just think that that team, that's a, they, they could be a really good team. Um, I just, they're so up and down in that, that game they lost against Illinois. I really want to take a flyer on Illinois, but it's too much and it's just really not going to happen. I think they're, we talked about over under on them and I like the over. I think Bilma is, uh, you know, might be having a little something going there, but I'm, I'm staying away from Penn State and Michigan. And if I'm taking a flyer on anybody other than Ohio State, it's going to be the Badgers. All right. I'm staying away from everybody in the East. Uh, I, I don't think Michigan. You made the point, Trent. Uh, the, the payback's coming. Yeah. Who are you staying away from? Yeah. It's Michigan State for me. The, State. the Spartans had that great first year under Mel Tucker, mm-hmm. what he was able to do, but you lose Kenneth Walker. Not only mm-hmm. that, you lose Panasuk defensively, who was one of the top guys in the country in quarterback pressures. Even Coughlin, their kicker, was a career holder in points at Michigan State. He had three game winners a season ago. To have kind of that kind of close game luck that they had a year ago, I just can't see it. Not only that, they have to go to Ohio State this year. they got Wisconsin at Michigan at Penn State. Difficult schedule. Sparty, no chance. All right, uh, stay How about with... Nebraska having better odds? Than <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. They're in the right division. I mean, is this a little, uh, you know, let's, let's reel some guys in here? I don't know. Well, they get, they're overbet every year. I mean, everybody in the state, yeah. Bama, leaves the state uh, to, to make their play uh, every single year. Let's go to the Pac-12, boys. Uh, we'll stay on the top line of the Circa odds. Trent, who are you staying away from in the Pac-12? I am staying away from 
USC. Mm-hmm. The, the hype is, I think, too far. They're going to score. They're yep. going to put points up. There's no doubt. But there's a lot more work that needs to be done with that program as a whole, reinventing what it turned into under Clay Helton. So, yeah, I think they're going to be good offensively. They're going to put points up. I just don't see that kind of transformation year number one. Now, the good news is top two teams get there. And even at 9-3, and three, that might be good enough to get that second spot and win a conference championship. But I'm staying away from the betting favorite. Them and Utah at the top are yep. both plus 232. No Trojans for me. So you don't like either favorite trend? Uh, Utah, I'd like more. Yep, if, I had to, sure. if I had to bet one of them, it'd be Utah. But yeah, just again, we get into pricing here, and that's what we talk about mm-hmm. a lot. Just don't like the price with the Trojans. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Washington is 10 to 1 for me, a little, a little north of 10 to 1. I, I would take them. I took them last year. They were awful. Uh, I think Utah's the team to beat. Who do you? Who would you bet, Bama? I like UCLA. I, I you know, whatever, plus 900. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9 to 1, yep. I, I I get it. I, I think Lincoln Riley is going to make a big difference in that program year one at USC. I don't know that they're going to be on a national level, but I don't think it's going to take him long. There's, there is a lot of talent. You mentioned the receiver that's out there now, um, you know, who's uh, transferred from Pitt. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's just a guy. I mean, this, this kid could go, if he stays healthy again, always. I mean, you know, you could be looking at, I don't know, 100 plus catches, 14, 1500 yards, you know, I don't know, 15 touchdowns. I mean, he, he could. He's good enough to be in the Heisman race. And with a guy like Lincoln Riley, you know, figuring out ways to get him the football, I think USC is going to be good. I just like, I just think UCLA, if I'm going to take a flyer out of that one, out of the, uh, out of the South, it's going to be them. Chip Kelly at some point, he's kind of, I think USC is on a track now with Riley. So he's got, I think Kelly's got a really small window, uh, to get something done here because unless, unless, you know, Riley's there three or four years, bolts to the NFL. That team is just, I think he's, I think he's going to get it done. And, I, you know, listen, the, the Huskies for me, you mentioned them, a little over 10 to 1 um, uh, out of the north. I'm staying away from Oregon. I just think Cristobal leaving, I, I don't, you know, they're plus, they're like the third favorite, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at that, plus 315. I, I, I'm not, I don't trust them. I, I just, I don't like that team in general just because of the way they play. They've been better. At this whole, just you know, getting away from the whole scattergun kind of offense or whatnot. But it, it's I'm staying away from Oregon. So if I'm taking two flyers out of the South and the North, I'm going to take UCLA and Washington. One, you know. Nine to one, ten to one. Mm. I'm Trent. going with the Ducks. I, Are you? Th- that's going to be my one there. Of yeah. course, Bo Nix. You know the experience incredibly yeah. well. It's yeah. not exactly pretty, pretty, but but depends what the Saturday yeah. watch him. Well, and Anthony Brown is who they had a year ago. Right. That guy stunk. Yeah. He, he was not very yeah. good. They returned their whole offensive line from a year ago. Their top receiver. They got skill position guys all the time. They got speed. Dan Landing in year number one. And here's the great thing. So. The North this year is the the uh, division that has to play five road games. Here's mm-hmm. the road games, though, in conference play. At Washington State, at Arizona, at Cal, at Colorado, at Oregon oh State. Oh, my God. It's not Murder's Row. I'll say. And, and their home slate is Stanford, UCLA, Washington, Utah. I, I think the schedule, it's more huge. than anything, points to Oregon being that Did team. they make the schedule? I, you couldn't draw it up better, could you? <laughs> you really couldn't. No. Yeah. Wow. No, you really couldn't. And both... Bo Nix is exactly why I'm staying away from Oregon. And listen, I know the kid's got a lot of talent. I just I've seen him down here at Auburn, and, and maybe it was Malzahn, maybe it was Harson. I don't I don't know what it was, but you get you always got good Bo and you got bad Bo. Um, and I just think that I can't see him making enough difference 
with whoever the coach is to be able to to win that division. Now, maybe he can. I don't know. You mentioned the schedule, and that's a great point. Their non-conference schedules, you know, they got Georgia and BYU out of conference. They'll be tough in um, yes. Yeah, but but you know we're talking about to win the, yep. the title game and that that schedule. I mean, my goodness, you, you're right. I mean, it is unbelievable. You couldn't draw that up any better if you tried. No, if you're, if you're Trent, excellent find. I never even that that uh, got past me. Let's go to the Big Twelve to save the SEC. You got to scoot along here, uh, Trent Condon. Uh, who are you who are you going to take in the uh, in the Big Twelve? Oklahoma plus two twenty five. They are the favorite. Texas not far behind a plus two sixty. Baylor, the defending champ, the third choice. I'm going with the fourth pick. Oklahoma State lost a ton defensively. Not only that, but Jim Knowles now uh, getting his mail up north in the Big Ten. Still, uh, it's Spencer Sanders. And Mm -hmm. it has been a love-hate relationship with Spencer Sanders. There's times we've talked about this. He is really popped. There's others he looks atrocious. But ultimately, I believe in Gundy. And had mm-hmm. him there a year ago. We're on the precipice, and what an inch oh away from gosh, winning the Big Twelve oh, championship. Game. It, it was, was incredible. Football game. I'm going with the Cowboys. Give me Oklahoma State. Really like the price here at plus seven seventy. Well, I like West Virginia forty to one, but I just can't see him winning the conference. I, I another hedge opportunity, maybe. Yeah. Well, okay, then I'm going to stick with them. I don't think they're going to win, <laughs> but at forty to one, what they're going to do is they're going to be better than anybody thinks that they're going to be. But yeah. can they win the conference? Probably not. Who are you going to bet, Bama? I'm with Trent. I like the Cowboys on that. Um, I, I just think you're right, Sanders. That love hate thing. But if you, when he's good, you know, I just you know, I just ragged on Bo Nix, good Bo, bad <laughs> Bo. Well, you know, we got the same thing here a little bit, and they did lose a lot. Um, and you know, Riley being gone in Oklahoma, I think, is a big deal. I just think that's a big deal. And I, I just, I, I'm going to have to see it. I'm going to see the transition. Uh, I do like the Cowboys. You know, seven what. 770 plus 770 right there. The team I'm staying away from is Texas. You're going to have to prove it. Yep. They got Alabama, too, and I know that's a non-conference game, but uh, I think they're going to see just how far away they really are at Texas, and that's that's my stay-away team, even though they're the second favorite. And, you know, the top two with no divisions get in. So there, I think there's a little opportunity here. You talked about hedging and, and everything. With, with no divisional play, and just the top two getting in. I think this is the conference you can kind of, if you want to look down at Kansas State, you know, at uh, plus thirteen forty, whatever it is. Iowa State, I think, just lost way too much. Um, you mentioned already West Virginia. I mean, if you really want to take a flyer uh, and and maybe head some a little bit later on uh, the Big Twelve, to me, is the conference to do it. I'm staying away from Texas, and I'm on the uh, I'm on the Cowboys. Matt Campbell, when he doesn't have expectations, usually exceeds yeah, them. Uh, so absolutely. we'll see. Trent, who are you staying away from? Texas as well. I am. Yeah, Texas. Uh, I got to see it. I, You know, yours is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that one throw we had in the spring game, I, I think I've seen it a hundred times now here since the the spring game. It is an absolute beauty. We know the talent is there, but it's Texas. Got to show us. Got to see it. Yep. Got, we're from Missouri on this one. Uh, Trent, let's uh, let's get to the SEC. Who would you take a shot at? Uh, Alabama, another minus money, minus a buck thirty. I uh, got to bet uh, bet uh, one hundred and thirty to make a hundred. Georgia, you bet a hundred, you get one hundred and fifty back. They're the second choice. Who you betting, Trent? If you had to take a shot in the SEC with at a price, or if you want to take Georgia plus narrowly plus money, I'm just laying it with Alabama. Are you? Yeah. After a season ago, what happened in the championship game? You're return your quarterback, you return the best defensive player in football, Will Anderson. They're just too much here for Alabama. I would be shocked if this team loses two games. And they get there, they're going to win the SEC championship against Georgia, whoever it is. So for me, absolutely no doubt about it. I'm going to lay with Alabama. I just I just can't envision a scenario where they're not there playing in Atlanta. Uh, Bama, what are you going to do? 
Well, I'm with you. I mean, listen, the defense is going to be a lot better. You got Bryce Young. You're going to have healthy receivers. You hope all year. It's it's so hard to go against them, and they they've got something to prove. I mean, they I, they feel like if they have two healthy receivers, or maybe even one healthy receiver for an entire game, that that national championship game outcome is different. I don't know that it was. I think maybe they caught Georgia napping a little bit in the SEC championship game, and and Georgia Georgia was so dominant last year, especially on defense. So. It's hard for me to pick anybody else other than Alabama. I, but look, if it's going to be a team, it's going to be Georgia. You know, plus one fifty for Georgia. I mean, I think they're going to get there. I can't see anybody else winning the East. I just don't think Florida's. You know, they got too tough of a schedule. They got LSU and A and M out of the West. Um, Tennessee, I think, is going to be pesky. I, agree. I don't think they're going to be pesky enough. Uh, you know, what are they? They're sitting there, you know, 50 to 1. Mm-hmm. I just can't see them. I mean, they they got to go, you know, they got LSU and Alabama back to back, that could kind of derail their season. They got to go to Georgia. I mean, that's just, I can't see them uh, just up and winning that division or unseating Georgia. So it's, it's probably those two for me. My stay away is AM. I really? All the crap. Yeah. I mean, listen, there, a lot of people want to look at that and go, you know, with, they're all fired up. I think that whole thing with Nick Saban and, and Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban's no idiot, okay? I think he knew exactly how Jimbo Fisher was going to react. Maybe not to the extent that he did. <laughs> yeah. He could make it so personal. But he was going to get him fired up. And, guys, what it did is it just shone more light on that program and the fact that they can't win. He finally slays the dragon last year, right, at Kyle Field. And what yeah. does he do? He loses. You know, can't even win the West. And he watches Alabama go on not only win an SEC championship, but almost a national championship. So that fan base is getting restless. I'm staying away from A&M. Uh, I just think that there's going to be so much pressure on them. And that game, man, I can't wait for that game in Tuscaloosa. October the 8th. If, if Nick Saban, he doesn't do it often, but, man, if he gets a chance to open up a can, he's going to on Jimbo Fisher. And I just think that that – I'm staying away from A&M. They're kind of the third pick out of that conference, but – uh, it's not going to happen. They're year. twenty-one to one. They're the third choice in the conference of twenty-one yes. to one. It's crazy. But I'm going to take them, Bama. I'm going to take them because I I, yeah. I think Georgia's home free uh, in the in the East. So therefore, I got to come up with somebody who's a flyer in the West. I would take A and M, who I'm staying away from. Uh, probably LSU in year number one for Brian Kelly. I mean, that game first uh, first Saturday in November, um, I, I, I just can't buy it. Trent, who are you staying away from where he got like 30 seconds left, T.C.? Uh, you're Wildcats, Kentucky. Even if they're they... going to be better than I originally thought. They're not going to be good. They're not? Okay. They're going to be boring. <laughs> good stuff. they got a quarterback. And Batman, if you've got a quarterback... You got a chance, yeah, Ken. Indeed, you do, Bama. Great to talk to you. We'll talk to you in July. Uh, enjoy the uh, enjoy the well the weekend and the uh, the Fourth of July uh, at some point when we reconvene. We'll do so uh, that week. Thank you, Bama Bob. Appreciate it. We'll come back. Wrap up our number one Miller and Condon Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three. Eight Motors. Let's ride. Now back to Miller and Condon on one hundred six point three KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Thanks to Bama Bob. That was fun. Yes. You going to do any of those that you opined about? That Oregon one has me intrigued. that is a huge find on your part. That schedule's a layup. It is. You get the All the tough road games, aren't the tough games are at home? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! You got the Utes coming in there. I I think it sets up incredibly well. So Oregon, but I'm also betting on Bo Nix. 
Doesn't that make you a little nervous? It does. It <laughs> makes me. It does. Hey, along the football lines, Tony Saragusa died yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. I think he was 55 years old. And he had slimmed down quite a bit. Had he? I, I didn't know Certainly that. from he was his peak. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think of him on the sidelines at Soldier Field. Him, uh, Kenny Albert, right? Kenny mm-hmm. Albert, uh, Daryl Moose Johnson, and Saragusa. Were they the number two team at Fox? They two were, or three, yeah. Two or three. They were really good. Yeah. I liked that trio uh, doing games together, but man, oh man, 55 years old. I wonder what got him. A couple of uh, young guys in their 20s, too, here in recent uh, days. Another Raven, yeah, passed yeah. away. Um, Sarah Goose's dad died of a heart attack, apparently, in his late 40s. Oh, really? So maybe hereditary, something yep. in the family. Uh, but boy, he was a hell of a player. Yes, hell of a player on the. Clogged he was up on the that middle. championship team, was he not? The oh, uh, the Trent Dilfer team, of yes. course he was. Yeah, um, that's how he got famous. Well, that and the because um, pretty difficult for a nose tackle. True. I mean him, true. Fridge Perry. Yeah, not guys that are really racking up a whole lot of yeah. sacks. Yeah, not a whole lot of counting stats. Well, when you're and the remember, taking on three blockers. This is true. When when uh, hard knocks uh, that Baltimore. Um, they, they I never one, saw that one. Oh my God! Yeah. I think that one, as much as anything, made hard knocks. Yeah, Shannon Sharp, you know Ray Lewis, uh, Tony Saragusa. Was that like oh two something like that? Two oh one something. Yeah. It was a long time ago. But I was in college. I didn't have HBO. Or maybe I did. I wasn't watching Hard Knocks. Probably not. If yeah. I would have been in college, I don't think I'd have been in front of my TV no. e- uh, either. Uh, T.J. Otzelberger and uh, a couple of the players met with this uh, with the media today. So good for them. Well, good. I'm glad that T.J.'s listening to the show. And we said yesterday, <laughs> hey, I was doing it. Why isn't Iowa well, State? It just makes no sense for them not to, right? It's, I'm not saying we're, we're behind <laughs> no, it. But all. it's good to see because now's the time. You mm-hmm. know, a little buzz. Anything. Get in front of football. Yeah. Right soon, it's going to be going to be all football crazed, mm-hmm. and McCaffrey and and company took advantage of it, and T.J. Otzelberger, a couple of the newcomers. So Dave Sproul was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got video up. Dave Sproul does at uh, KASI, fourteen thirty KSI dot com. He's got the video of the uh, press conference. He will join us tomorrow uh, to opine on that. If you Cyclone fans are uh, want to uh, watch the actual video of both T.J. and a couple of the newcomers, yes, uh, good stuff there. So we got David Eichel coming up here, mm-hmm. and I haven't had an opportunity to listen, but on the Walked On, Washed Up Walk-Ons podcast with Tyler Kluver and company, yep. there's talk of Caden Proctor. And as far as what? Alabama, Iowa? And the NIL opportunities at Iowa. Wait a second. I didn't know there was any. Well, it's, it's in place for all intents and purposes. Okay. The collective that has been in the works, Tom Kakert's told us about it. Mm-hmm. It's not officially off the ground, but right. there's been conversations. So you think Caden Proctor well, might be the first? I saw a tweet that, according to Kluver, Iowa has put out a seven-figure deal for Caden Proctor and a car. Seven figures. Seven figures. At the universe. Well, that's what he's, I mean, I don't know what Alabama's paying mm-hmm. in NIL. Uh, it's down to those two schools. Are you kidding me? We'll see. That'll David Eichold, I know... Had an opportunity to talk with Kluver, so we'll get a little more details with Interesting. him. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he—he, he, I didn't know that. Uh, he kicks off our number two. In fact, he's about five minutes away. Then we're going to preview, recap the first three games. I am in to this Brewers Cardinals series. The first three games, they'll play the uh, getaway game. Brian Walton will join us. Then Trent's play of the day. Miller and Condon. One hour to go. Samoyed Sports Station. One.